morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and miraculously you are also <laughs> with A rather breathless Mon. Mon. <laughs> <laughs> What happened this morning? Uh, I, do you know what? It's my own fault because I, I, I got in the car to come here and I did hear on the radio that there was an accident and I, I heard Cardiff and I was like, well, I'm not anywhere near Cardiff, but they were suggesting people route through Cardiff or something like that. And so it turns out the accident was like literally on the road that I was on. So I drove straight through it and it was mayhem. Yes. We saw yeah. that we, we arrived at that accident about an hour before you and it had just happened. And so when we turned up, the line was about three cars long. Oh, but yeah. But it was a four-car pile-up, so it was a pretty decent pile-up. Yeah. Well, kudos to the emergency services because I couldn't see anything other than a whole bunch of like sawdust on the road or something. There was just still that okay. lag. Yeah, and so, they're yeah. just just cleaning it up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, still yeah. lane blocked off, but we're glad that you're here, Mon. Just well done. Just <laughs> <laughs> running in. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to call Mon and see where she is. Call live on air yeah. and, and call, call her out for being late. <laughs> Wasn't my fault. But no, that was funny because the phone was ringing. I'm like, why is he calling me? I'm like trying to get my stuff out of the car so I can come inside. Like Right now is not a good time. Anyway, what do you grateful for this morning, Lyle? I am grateful that my co-host has arrived safe and sound and wasn't in a four-car pile-up this yeah. morning. And that a- I wasn't in it either. Amen for that. Because it was just in front of me. Yeah. It only just happened. It gives you a little bit of perspective, doesn't it? How easily it can be you. Yes. Yeah, and, could- you know, this didn't look like it was the kind of accident that, you know, created in- injuries or fatalities, but it certainly ruined a bunch of people's day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, because it's not about whether or not you're a good driver necessarily. It can be about whether or not people around you are good drivers. So. Very much so. Yeah, we take Very that risk every time so. we get out there on uh-huh. that road. So I think we should all be grateful for um, for the fact that God gives us traveling mercies so often. Yes. So often. That is a good, anyway. a good Christianese cliche. Yeah. <laughs> traveling mercies. <laughs> traveling mercies. <yeah. laughs> True, actually. <laughs> the average person out there is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good to always pray um, that God will keep you safe in transit. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So if you're on the road today, don't close your eyes and pray, but uh, just shoot up a quick prayer. The Lord yeah, will hear. Right. Amen. Great show coming up for you today. This is a reminder. You are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the tune in radio app. Beautiful day coming up. This is Ben and Noel. I'm yours. God be merciful, you are loving and ready to make me clean. And I know.
Ben and Noel with I Am Yours. You're listening to Faith FM, and we are about to have our quiz for the day, so get ready to give us a call, 1-800-324-843, or text us on 0491-064-669 if you would like to have a go at the quiz today. Who am I? You are Mon. That is correct, but who is the person on this quiz line? <laughs> yes, I don't know. Okay, that's good, because I don't want to give the price to somebody else. Okay, so this is this is a hard one. I want to say this is almost one of the hardest ones we've ever had. Uh, who am I? This is a Bible character. Um, oh, man, why do I have to pick the ones with the hard to pronounce names? Zeruia, David's sister, is my mother. And Ab- Abishai and Ashayel are my brothers. So my mum is Zeruiel, and that's David's sister. So basically David is his person's uncle. And how, Lyle, how do you even know that? How do you even – Lyle has it correct. He's written down the right answer. I don't even understand. And then this person has two brothers, Abishai and Ashayel. Mercy. Asahel. Thank you. <clears throat> Give us a call if you know who those are, who that is. And that uh, was very fleet of foot. Okay, thank you. No, 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 more, no more clues from you, thank you. That was Asahel. No, 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 blah, blah, blah. Asahel. Oh, not, okay. Not, not okay. this person. That was, that was okay. a clue for Asahel. Still, yeah. with your track record, we can't be too sure. Okay, <laughs> give us a call if you know the answer. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Text your guesses 0491-064-669. And uh, if you get stuff right, uh, you can get the prize. Or if you just want bragging rights, be sure to text us anyway. We'll, we'll give you bragging rights. Absolutely. Very good. All right, so what have we got in uh, positively different news this morning? I have got a really great, great story that actually starts out pretty horrid. And uh, this is a great way to turn bad news into good news, let's just say. Uh, So this is a story about Randa Ragland and her family. Um, So they've been going through a tough year. Um, Her husband lost his job. Uh, She was diagnosed with some health issues. Um, But sadly enough, their three-year-old son, Jackson, uh, who is autistic and nonverbal, he was diagnosed with stage four neuroblastoma um, just before his birthday. And so they've been having a really a really rough time. Um, Jackson's been in and out of hospital. You know, he has had seven surgeries. Uh, he's only three years old. He's been in hospital more than 20 mm. times. Um, so this family is uh, just, they're just having a tough time. And, um, and on top of all this, one morning she goes out to her mailbox and she opens up the letterbox and finds an unaddressed anonymous note in it. 
What do you think it said, Lyle? I, I, I just really have no idea. I've got a picture of it here, and I've got to tell you, this is like one of the letters where you don't even have to read it to know it's yelling at you. It's like written in capitals with lots and lots of exclamation points. A screaming. A screaming letter. Basically, one of her neighbours is just having a go and criticising her for the state of her lawn. Um, and just going on and saying that, you know, her front yard um, was in disrepair and its appearance was affecting the resale of their home and, and everyone else's homes on the street. And then it ends with this huge, big, do better, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, in capital letters. So very m- mean, spiteful, shouty Ouch. letter. And, uh, and of course, you know, considering her situation, she she was... Pretty just devastating. Yeah, that would be devastating. Yeah, it's like the you know final straw. Sometimes when something like that happens, you just, just feel get broken, kicked in the guts. Yeah, exactly. You're already down and out, and uh, and then she got angry and um and she said you know so much terrible stuff has been happening with her family. She just didn't have the energy to be negative. Um, she actually posted a, a photograph of the letter on Facebook, um, as a means of encouraging her friends to have patience with their own neighbours because you just never know what hardships. Um, people next door are going through. You know, they might look fine, they might have a shiny car, but you have really no idea what's happening, uh, even the people in the house that lives next door. Um, and so the post ended up going viral uh, around their community and um, the very next day, the community responded. So a team of lawn care service members just showed up rolled up their sleeves and got stuck in. <laughs> and then dozens of volunteers shut up with like chainsaws to clear away tree debris. People bought groceries, um, you know, from the local shops. P- other people tied up the house. Like a whole bunch of volunteers. Um, they actually started a little Facebook group dedicated ra- around the note and they um, because of the note and they dedicated their team to helping the Raglan family through their rough time. And so this is, wasn't just a one-off. They decided to do this like on mm. a constant basis. Um, she, um, Rhonda had never met any of these people before. Like these weren't her, like her mates. These were just people who saw the note and they were like, Hey, that's my community. I can do something positive here. And, um, yeah. And their compassion has just apparently had an enormous impact to relieve her struggles. Um, she said, I'm in amazement. I'm still in shock. I don't have a large family. My mother is gone. My father is gone. My brother is gone. So this means a lot to me. Um, and I just thought, you know what? This is, this is a great way. Like, this is this is what society needs to do. Let me yeah. butt in right here. Go on. A lawn, a suburban lawn is not a big piece of grass. That's right. Okay? It's not a big effort to clean it up. So let's say that you're on a street, and I'm sure that there are many of you who are listeners who are on a street where there is somebody who has a lawn that is unkept. Mm. And it is making the street look disorderly and uh, it's making the street look, you know, devalued and all that kind of thing. Rather than going and screaming at your exactly. neighbour. Go and knock on their door and say, hey, would you mind if I cut your grass? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly you know, what I was going to say. Who's ever going to say no to the, oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I like living mm-hmm. in, you know, the, you, you never know what is what the circumstances are behind that door. Now, the person might be just a bone-lazy couch potato that doesn't deserve it at all, but you're not going to help them by screaming at them. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to motivate them by screaming at them. Screaming at them is not going to get your the, the values on your street going up because your street is looking nice. Yeah, that's right. You want to motivate them? Start going and cutting their grass. Yeah. Uh, they, they might feel a bit shamed. Be like, exactly. Oh, well, I'll cut it myself from now on. That's right. And if they're going through hardship, 
they'll be most appreciative. You might find a story behind that door as to why yeah. they're not cutting their grass, something yeah. that you never knew before. You know, I'll guarantee that the person who wrote this note had no idea mm-hmm. what was going on in that home. I bet you they felt like a real schmuck afterwards. I bet oh, you they yeah. had thought to themselves, do you know what? Instead of writing an angry letter, I should have just written a little note saying, hey, I'd love to cut your grass. Yeah. You know, or if it doesn't take that long, you know. A suburban, a suburban lawn, it does yeah, not take long nothing. to cut. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I mean, even if they'd just gone over and been like, hey, you know, I'm your neighbor, how's it going? And just started to get to know them, just so maybe they could ascertain why. They, and they would have figured it out, like, from, you know, if they'd actually met Rhonda and had a chat with her. They would have, you know, eventually found out that she's having a rough time. She's in a hospital constantly with her kid, with herself, and with her husband. You know, they would have realized, and that would have made them understand and have some compassion. So it, it, you don't even have to start off with, hey, can I mow your lawn? You just be like, hey, how are you? Like it's exactly. It's, it's easy as it is. So, yeah, easy, easy, easy. Different approaches, much, um, hugely different outcomes. So, yeah, just, just a thought if you're angry out there at someone. Maybe um maybe approach it a little bit differently. Lyle. Yes. Oh, man, I've got two minutes. Maybe I can squeeze two more stories in. Okay, so they're developing this thing in the UK. This is I don't know if I'm, I don't know how I feel about this, but it's basically a low-cost, smartphone-linked, eco-friendly spoilage sensor for food, for the packaging. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it's, it's uh, you know, you know how food often reaches a use-by date, but it's like still totally fine. Uh-huh. Apparently, they say 60% of the food we throw away because of the use-by date is actually safe to eat. 60%? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. huge. Um, so this elaborate- that's why they've changed a lot of those use-by dates to best before dates. Oh, okay. Because that way you can still sell it. Like, for instance, in our food rescue that we have out at Gilliston Heights Oh, it's all best week, before stuff. It's yep. all best before. Yeah. So, so this is a paper-based electronic gas sensor called PEGS for short. They detect spoilage gases like ammonia and trimethylene, um, like, for example, in feet, uh, meat and fish products. So basically, you can just hold your smartphone up to the to the packaging and the sensor data can be read by the smartphone and it'll tell you whether or not it's still good or whether or not it's gone bad. Ah, that's cool. Yeah, but at the same time, they're doing it to replace the sniff test. And I'm like, do our noses not work anymore? Like, are we creating more packaging? Well, that's an interesting thought because, yeah. Yeah, the sniff, well, some people's sniffer doesn't work that well. Be useful for people like that. Yeah, I have to admit, every time I have a dairy product that has to be sniffed, I like ask a minimum of three people because I'm not sure if I want to trust myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the sniff net, sniff test followed, followed by the uh, small, small sip spoon, test. spoonful <laughs> test. And that you, that one's usually pretty conclusive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this is good because hopefully it'll result in a lot of people eating that 60% of wasted food. Um they are putting this all over meat to begin to start with, which is a bit of a shame because just don't eat meat to begin with. You have the problem. And meat is the one that is going to go off and have the biggest problems, the fastest, you know, the quickest, yeah. you know, over and above your vegetable, plant-based products. So basically, the sensor picks up the gas quickly inside the package and then communicates that to your smartphone. For those of you who are trying to figure out how that works, so it's actually pretty simple. Um, so this was. Uh, Dr. Friat Gulder of the Imperial Department of Bioengineering in the UK. So, yeah, we'll see. Very cool. Test our food soon at the shops. Dr. Take her home. The sun comes up. It's a new day dawning. It's time to sing your song again. Whatever. Let me be singing 
worship your holy name. Yeah, worship your holy name. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing comes. Welcome back, guys. That was Caleb and Kesley Kelsey with 10,000 Reasons here on Faith FM. Mon, give us another clue. Nobody's got it yet. So uh, what's, our, what's, our, what's our prize? We should pick out a prize today. Mm. There was something sitting on the desk there a minute ago, and now it has disappeared. Oh, I thought that was yesterday's. Maybe it was. Anyway. I'm going to go with Sean Boonstra, A Pale Horse Ride. Oh, good choice. Mm. Book by Sean Brewster. Pale Horse Rides. Very Excellent. interesting book. Have you ever right. read? Yes. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah, okay, cool. That's our prize today. Uh, clue number two. Oh, this tells. Wow, okay. This gives it away. Uh, Psalm 60 verse 1 tells how I struck down 12,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. There you go. Who was mm. that? Give us a call. Obviously a warrior. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. All right. Give and uh, or text us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine if you know the answer. Anyway, yeah, moving on to um, uh, more serious stories. I'm just going to give you another positive story, Mon. Oh God, love it. Okay, Go so this on. one comes from in Paros. Have you been to Paros? No. It's an island in Greece. I was going to say is it like Paris, but with an accent. No, I have not nope. been to Paros. Uh, you've been to you've been to Greece. I have been to Greece. You've been yes. to Greek islands. Uh, yes, I've been to some of the Greek islands. Okay, I've been to Patmos, but not Paros. Okay, righto, righto. But you know, you know, Greek islands are the, the piece of paradise, right? Yeah, amazing. Uh, but in recent years, um, some of the residents have been disturbed by the fact that when the tourists come there and they go swimming in the ocean, they are swimming amongst plastic. Oh, okay, okay. Pla- floating okay. plastic everywhere, plastic on the bottom of the ocean, plastic blowing up and down the beach, and so they have decided and are working towards. Banning tourists, plastic. Ooh, okay. Plastic, just, just banning plastic. Plastic, but not single-use plastic, but plastic. I'm super impressed at their 
audacity, but how? Okay, so they're working on it as a bit of a process. Um, the Greek um, economy, of course, has been in pretty much free fall for a while, and as a result of that, 90% of recyclable material has just been going into landfill. Um, and 90% of uh, the pollution that is in the Mediterranean, of course, is plastic pollution. And so this particular little island has decided to do something about it. Um, they have a population. The island has a population of 13,000, but in summer, that population goes up to 400,000. What? So you can imagine the pressure that it creates on the island. And so, you know, you're looking at, you know, just on the main street, you're using 1,000 plastic cups a day. Oh, that's insane. And, of course, they have a huge market for bottled water, massive amounts of mm-hmm. bottled water that are being shipped in every day. Yep. And, you know, the islanders have pointed out the fact that all of the water that's on the island is treated water. Mm-hmm. Is, there's nothing unhygienic about it. Everybody, yep. everybody who lives there drinks it. Yep. There's no need to have it. And so the first thing they've done is all the restaurants have installed water filters. And so when people ask for bottled water, they're like, well, we don't have bottled water, but we have filtered water. Mm. And so they make filtered, and it's hit them pretty hard. Yeah, I'm going to say it's not going to work too well with tourists. It's hit them hard, but they're sticking by their guns because there are just so many plastic bottles just all over the island that are creating just a uh, an ecological nightmare. And what they're aiming to do is to take just one island, do it on one island, demonstrate how it can be done, and create it as a model for. The world. Yeah. So metal straws, metal cups, you know, um, porcelain, all of these kind of things, um, you know, replacing a lot of these plastics uh, to, um, yeah, to, to. Look, I think it's a great thing that they're doing and I, I think they need to do it, but I'm not sure it's going to work in terms of getting tourists to move away from bottled water because tourists are frightened. Most of the time, because they're yes. outside their comfort zone, they're trying to stay safe. And one of the main things people are scared about is getting sick. And of course, they never want to drink the water. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're like in the cleanest place on earth. They just want to have a bottle of Mount Franklin. So I'm not sure they're gonna. I've only ever bought bottled. I've only ever lived off bottled water in in in, in, dodgy in totally third world yeah, countries. Right. Yeah. Same. So um, you know, if I'm traveling through, you know, when I was traveling through Greece, I just drank the water but out of the tap. You and I are pretty ballsy. Like we're like, yeah, cool. We're on an adventure. Let's do this. But a lot of people, they're so scared of even going to another first world country that even when they get there, they're like, I'm just drinking bottled water. I have friends like that. They won't. I, I, I bottled, they step outside of Australia. They step out of the side of their city and they will drink nothing but bottled water. Yeah. Well. Hey. So, Maybe they can do glass. If that's your issue, then Maybe don't, don't the travel. Greek, yeah, don't go to the Greek islands anymore. <laughs> or take your own water filter. You know, yeah. the, take a take a life straw. Ma- yeah. Yeah, I can't see why. Like, maybe see, they I have a life straw, and I, I, with a life straw, you can you can drink uh, urine out of the middle of a cow pat, um, and you can suck it up through that thing. And by the time it gets into your mouth, it's pure clean water. I think the producer just had an aneurysm. Yeah, um, but you actually, you actually literally can. Okay, well, I'd like so to so just see take you do a life that. straw with you. Um, yeah, I don't no, think that's I too feasible either. You won't see me do that, but I have used it in uh, the Solomon Islands. I used it in the Solomon Islands until I gave up and thought, you know what, the water here is actually Fine. Yeah. better than the water back home. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to. Uh, I, th- I mean, we were at the bush, but I think the Greek, like these these Greek islands, can maybe do like a middle ground with no other plastic except maybe bottles of water, and then the bottles, the bottles, uh, bottled water wait, 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 is I'm one of their biggest I'm problems. Not finished. They can buy a bottle of water at the cafe, but they're not allowed to leave with it. They have to drink it on the spot and they have to leave the bottle behind and the cafe can responsibly dispose of that by shipping it back to wherever it came from so it can be recycled. Problem is, the Greek economy doesn't have the capability to do so. 
Well, they need to make it possible to do so. They're, yeah, and, 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 this is, and this is part of the issue, is that that's simply no, never going to happen in Greece, and so that's why they're saying, you know what, we're just going to ban it. Okay. I'd, so... I'm interested. They, they, don't have, they, they don't have a, uh, a solution for it. One of the other things that they're looking at is um, hotel sheets. So hotel oh, okay. sheets, of course, are um, going into landfill. And, you know, you only have to get a tiny nick in a hotel sheet and it immediately just goes to landfill. Mm-hmm. Because, once again, tourists will not sleep on sheets that have uh, a little yeah. nick or a tear yeah. or a frayed edge or something like that. And so what they're doing is they're recycling them into tote bags. Oh, I like to that. To replace pl- plastic bags. And, of course, if you are handed a tote bag that's made out of, you know, bed sheets, mm-hmm. recycled bed sheets in the supermarket rather than a plastic bag, of course, then you are going to typically keep using that. Yeah, absolutely. And use it and use it and use it rather than just throw it straight into landfill. And if you do throw it in the rubbish bin, one of the biggest things that they're having is uh, the rubbish bins on this island have no lids mm-hmm. and the wind oh. blows and so it just gets spread all over the island yep. and they don't have the money to put lids on their bins. Greek, Greek economy is a mess. Yeah, yeah. And so they're like, yeah, we'll just do this instead. Um, one of the other things they've looked at is uh, in schools because there's 13,000 residents there. They have figured that every child drinks one plastic water bottle of water per day in school. Okay. And they're like, whatever happened to bubblers? Yeah, I was going to say, why do school kids need bottled water? They aren't fancy. It's just become a part of the culture. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's become a, and it's become a, let's, let's be honest, even here in Australia, it's become a part of our culture. How many water bottles do we go through in a year? I mean, I th- like like this kind of water bottle, like the like the one that I have here on the desk, which is like you know a reusable water bottle. Or do you mean like an actual like Mount Franklin kind of water bottle? They're, they're, they're using Mount Franklin water bottles. Yeah, that's crazy. Just get a just get a water fountain. Just drink and out so they're bubbler. changing they're changing the uh, the culture. And of course, you know, parents are a bit freaked out by bubblers because some kids will put their mouth over the top <laughs> of the bubbler and all this kind of stuff. And <laughs> then other parents get freaked out because they'll use the bubblers like we did when I was in school to have water fights, <laughs> which no, was part no. of. Going to school, yeah. Um, so that's but a little education in that department would go a long way. Just and they're like, you know what? Our water is fully treated. There is nothing wrong with the water on the island. Everybody can drink the water perfectly safely. But you know what? We'll put water filters in schools just yeah. so that kids yeah. can, parents can feel and teach the silly um, kids how to safer. drink without having to stick their whole mouth over yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, uh, Greece is contributing one hundred thousand tons of plastic to the Mediterranean every year. Wow. Well, good on them, good on them for tackling it. Um, on the other hand, in comparison to Greece's 100,000 tonnes of plastic into the Mediterranean, Egypt is contributing 25 million tonnes of plastic oh, no. into the Mediterranean every year. And, of course, if you go to Egypt and you look at the Nile and all the little pieces of Nile that are everywhere, they're just basically rivers of plastic these days. So our world really needs to. Turkey um, is coming in second at 11 million tons of plastic. So, yeah, the Mediterranean is one of the most beautiful waterways in the world. It is uh, pristine in many places. I have loved the time that I've you know spent there and going you know through Croatia and Israel and places like that where you could swim in the Mediterranean every day. Uh, let's do what we can to keep it clean and to make it even cleaner. And one of the things they're noticing is that tourists who are interested in the environment are actually attracted to Paros and its plastic-free environment. Yeah, absolutely. There's a certain uh, group of tourists that um, find that a much better idea and a much more attractive place to go to. So, yeah, we should be doing whatever we can to make our world a better place. And, of course, uh, plastic is becoming a huge contributor to uh, environmental pollution 
And so let's do what we can in our small corner of the world with uh, getting rid of plastics. Anyway, this is uh, Carly Fletcher with Teach Us to Number Our Days. We do not know how long we have to live our lives on this earth. Our lives may be 70 years, if by reason of strength, maybe 80. Joining us in the studio here at Big Camp to record this piece, I have Rebecca and Darren. Cheers. Welcome to the show, guys. Morning, Lyle. Thanks, Lyle. Now, I also hear somebody else is here present with us. I believe that that is Chloe, who is currently 12 weeks old and uh, seems to be enjoying her breakfast. <laughs> yes, she does. Okay, so now you guys have two children. How's your, how old is your... Um, you got an older daughter? Yes, she, yeah, she's almost three, so that's Samantha. So yeah. you've got a three-year-old old and a 12 week old so busy people keeps us busy yeah <laughs> indeed all right so um as busy parents uh, actually i should be before i before i go there um 
because I want to talk about the ministry that you guys are putting together for children, um, which is quite amazing because I would have thought being parents would have been enough to keep you occupied, but <laughs> you guys are just uh, suckers for um, hard work, but that's okay. Um, you guys both have some, minist- some background in ministry. What kind of things have you been involved in, Rebecca? Uh, so I currently, I'm a barber worker, mm-hmm. uh, Dorigo and Bellingen, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been doing that for about two years now. Yep, and uh, you've uh, done other t- kinds of uh, yeah, ministry? Yeah, so, um, well, my, my background is uh, law. I used to run a law practice, and um, I've done a degree in psychology as well, and so I looked at children's psychology, so that's kind of... Okay, so I'm seeing yeah, you suddenly feeling super uneducated because <laughs> I have a lawyer, a psychologist, who is a Bible worker and a mother, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm a just a radio and a wife and a wife. Absolutely, I'm just a radio announcer. Darren, um, you work as a paramedic or did work as a I, I am employed as a full time paramedic. Yes, full time okay. paramedic. Yep. Um, I am also involved in uh, ministry at Dorigo Church. I'm the company leader at Dorigo Church, so. That um, that's certainly a blessing to be a part of. Okay, so company leader—that's kind of like a volunteer pastor. Correct. Role. Yes. Correct. Yes. So volunteer pastor, paramedic, um, father, husband, and director of this new ministry that we're about to talk about. Correct. <laughs> so Rebecca, can you tell us about um, about what Salt and Seeds is all about? First of all, this is a, this is something for children. Why would you guys be thinking about children's ministry? I wonder. <laughs> so we um. We're looking. We've, we were looking for something like this. This is how it's come about. So we've got two kids. Yep. Um, and we wanted to have some resources. We were looking for some resources that kids do hand-on sort of activities and craft um, with some values and purpose. Okay, so crafts with values and purpose, um, some hands-on kind of, uh, I think that, that sounds good. And uh, Darren, if I could uh, um, move across to you real quick, because it seems that... Um, Chloe's got a bit to say there. Chloe's got a bit to say as well. <laughs> um, so, how long ago did you did you guys get together and say, you know, what we're going to start a ministry? The the initial idea started about twelve months ago. Um, we we were looking for crafts that um, were accessible, um, but there, there are different different things out there that you can get hold of that are, um, we found their content to be quite secular we we have a preference to sort of find something that's faith faith based and um you know teaches values as well so we searched long and hard to find that and found there there isn't a whole lot i would have thought you there. could have just gone to kurong or better books and food or something rather be like a multitude of this kind of stuff that, no? that there, there's obviously one off that yeah. you can buy but um we were looking for something that that um uh, was basically dad friendly as well that we could keep supplied because um you know you can you can go certainly go buy a craft kit down down at the shops this um this comes complete as a craft kit with a resource which with that also teaches bible values and bible stories in one package and and that's um that's something that I was looking for and this just packages it nicely Wow. Okay. So it's a little bit, uh, a little bit more purposeful than just you. You, you stand and model airplanes, model cars. You know, correct. Yeah. Um, Play-Doh and whatever correct. else. It's it's a resource package for parents. Sure. Okay, Rebecca. What age bracket are you targeting with um, these packages? So we've got uh, packages for zero to twelve. We cover the cover the board from zero to twelve. Um, four different age categories. We've got little lambs at zero to two. We've got bright lights at three to five. Um, Kingdom Kids at 6 to 8, and then we've got Sowers and Seekers at 9 to 12. Okay. 
All right, take us through take us through these uh, different packages and what your vision is, what you've actually created here. Um, now, if I was looking for this particular resource, my kids are past that stage. But hey, who knows? In the near future, I might have grandchildren. You never know <laughs> what the future holds. Um, <laughs> you never know. My sons need to find. Uh, Wives first. But anyway, another story. Um, so each, each kit, so it's a monthly subscription. That's okay, so you idea. subscribe to this thing. You, you subscribe and each month you get a box. Okay, that's a really good thing because if I had to go down to the shop every month or if I had to go online and order something every month, I know I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. So I can just sign up for the year. You can sign up for the year. Um, and, and that's yeah. excuse me. That's that's what I was sort of finding. It's it's packaged nicely in in a convenient thing, and that's why I said earlier it's dad friendly because I, I don't know about other dads out there, but I'm hopeless at creating, um, you know, <clears throat> inventing crafts and things to sit down and do. That's why my wife looks after the creative side of it. I can sit down. I know it's come. You know, it's a package once a month that's complete in itself, and I can sit down and, and spend some quality time teaching the values that are in the package and also um, doing the craft with with my child. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So you get that box each month, and in that box you've got several crafts, all the bits and pieces that you need to do those crafts. You have a booklet that takes you through your lesson and values to draw out of that lesson. And then each craft basically illustrates those values in that lesson in hands-on ways. So who's, who's, who's designing the crafts? Well, that's me. Yes. <laughs> that's me. So we, some, we sort of pull bits and pieces from uh, different places and put them together in a way that illustrates the lesson. Okay, so let's say I've got a, uh, what's the first, uh, the, the, the little lambs was zero, zero to four, zero was to it? Zero to two. Zero to two. So let's say I've got a zero to two. So um, that's, that's pretty much Chloe's age. Uh, what am I going to get in my first box? Walk me through it. Look, okay, so in your first box, you're going to have um, a number of activities that are bright sort of colour activities. They're designed to be done with parents. Done with supervision, obviously, because kids yeah, zero, zero to two, two can't definitely do supervision that much on their own. Uh huh. So, but yeah, it's um with my background psychology too. There's been a bit of thought put into what are kids needing developmentally, what's ah, needed okay. for their cognitive development, and mm-hmm. you know each of those ages. Um, and that's why it's broken into those age groups because kids in those different age groups are going to need different different sort of things cognitively and developmentally. Um, so in your zero to two, you're going to have things that are very tactile, um, things that are bright colours and contrast, really simple sort of lessons. You get a booklet, you go through, it's got pictures, illustrations, step-by-step instructions for each craft and then things to talk about with your child. So some discussion questions, um, some thoughts that you can explore with your child and explore, you know, how does this illustrate what we're talking about? And, um, you know, we'll be looking at you know, the rainbow and dividing the rainbow up into its colours, exploring that in different ways, in tactile sort of ways, looking at light. Um, so just, just all those sorts of tactile, visual sorts of things for that zero to two age group. Okay, so um, we've got Chloe, Chloe with us this morning who's 12 weeks old. Can you, do you believe that you can actually reach a 12-year-old spiritually? 12-month-year-old? 12-week-year-old? 12-week-year-old. 12-week-old. Okay, um, yeah, no, absolutely, because children are listening, and right from the get-go, they're absorbing information. So it's really about laying those foundations. Um, It's about connecting what we see and feel and engage with around us with a bigger context. And, of course, they're not going to understand everything um, at that young age, but it's about laying those foundations 
and about establishing that pattern. So as they go through each month, they're going to learn and absorb more and more each month. You know, what she absorbs now, she's going to absorb a whole heap more next month. Sure, and sure. The content's progressive, so it's it's never repeated throughout the um, child's development um, through the formative years as well. So it, it's um, they it they as they journey. move yeah as they move into the next um, level up, it, there's never a repeat in mm-hmm. what they do. So. Mm-hmm. So I've been told this, and you're the psychologist, so you can tell me whether I'm I'm right or wrong. But I've been told that, you know, the first uh, three or so years of a child's life is where they will learn the bulk of what they will learn throughout their entire life. Is that correct? It's absolutely true. Absolutely true. Right. Yep. Okay. So we need to be reaching our children spiritually. Yeah. From the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And they absorb even before they can talk. They understand so much of what we say. So we, it, sometimes it feels like they can't understand because they can't speak back to us. But in that, even that first 12 months of life, you know, the, the routines that you go through and the lessons that you're drawing out, they're absorbing that. They're absolutely absorbing all that information. That's fantastic. Okay, so let's go up an age bracket. What's our next age bracket there? Bright lights. Bright lights. So what are we dealing with there, three bright, to five? Bright lights gets, gets a bit more hands-on for the kids gets a bit messier because that age group, they love to get into stuff. And they love to make a mess. <laughs> they love to make a mess. So this is a controlled mess. Okay. Not too crazy, but um, definitely things that they Am can Am I going to end up with permanent stains on my carpet when my grandchildren get into this? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a mum. I, um, I don't like permanent stains. So <laughs> no, it's designed to just get, get really tactile for the kids and... Get them moving and touching and engaged our, into our, things. Our chief product tester is two and a half as well, so they're, they're well tested. Yeah, I'm just thinking you guys are so well qualified for this. I've got I've got somebody who's a, who's a psychologist, so we we know that this is going to actually reach their minds. Um, a lawyer, so that uh, you know, OH and S and and all that safety stuff is, that covered. Is, is is covered. We've got a paramedic, so that you know, you can look at the uh, the, the, safety. the safety side of things. Um, we've got um, parents who have children who can um, product test the uh, the products. So yeah, you guys are. Um, very uniquely qualified here to, to put we, this together. We are, and, and it's all those factors that kind of did combine to to uh, create salt and and and, and 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 a pastor and a Bible worker. Hmm. Um, so that's the whole spiritual side of it. Oh man, you guys have got this. You guys have got this <laughs> solved. We've got the package. Yeah, it's, it's taken a lot of years of training, but <laughs> years of development. But yes, it, it really has culminated in in this ministry, and we're certainly very excited about it. We did launch here at Big Camp, and um, we've had a wonderful response. We're, we're very encouraged to see our, our uh, initial launch response with with a lot of um, a lot of interest. Um, and what one thing we found too, um, even if you don't have children between zero and twelve years old, um, there's a lot of extended family members that are very interested in gifting subscriptions. Say, for example, grandparents that want a way to. Um, reach and stay engaged with their grandchildren and, and um, give provide them something that teaches values and, and so that that's awesome that yeah so they can actually they can actually subscribe for their grandchildren and then their grandchildren right. will get a present from grandma or granddad every month once a month that's right so mm. yeah 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 that sounds like my kind of gift because um, I'm the kind of oh, I'm terrible at buying gifts but if I can buy something it's like okay that's done tick yes. that box yes sorted for the year and that's why I say it's dad friendly well. <laughs> I should yeah. say I Ready to go. Coming back to that mess side of it, um, so our, our older daughter's been product testing for us, and I did one of um, one of the crafts with her the other day in church, and it was just so good because 
you know, that's an hour long sort of service. And um, I wanted to see if this would keep her engaged quietly and she'd enjoy it for that sort of duration of time. And it did. It worked. She she was the whole service. She was just there. And it's not too messy. So uh-huh. in terms of the mess thing, it's not crazy. It's something you can do, go out and do like... Okay, so you can do that in the in the pew at church. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. For an hour. Yeah. So it was awesome. Yeah, that would have been fine for my oldest and not so <laughs> a little bit more challenging for my younger. The, but, the packages are complete in themselves. So they're they're a nice, neat, transportable package where you can use it to take to church if you like. If that's if that's where you'd like to do it. Um, we've also found a, a lot of interest from Sabbath school leaders that, that have been asking or Sunday us, school leaders or, or Sunday school leaders that have been asking us about. Um, uh, doing class sort of packages, class packages for their groups. So that's that's something else that um yeah we're excited to, to yeah, talk yeah, to them that's about. That's amazing. So. That's that's fantastic. Okay, so we've got uh, ages three to five. It gets a bit messy. Does it stay messy when you get through to ages six to eight? What are they called? So they're Kingdom Kids. Kingdom Kids. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, look, um, Kingdom Kids. It's um, less adult supervision required. So that's sort of the aim. They, these are things they can sort of do a little bit more independently. You can have adults involved if you want, but they can do it on their own as well. Um, so it just goes up a level in complexity. So still, there's a little bit of sort of, you know, it's very hands-on still, um, but just goes up that level in complexity, uh, gauges their minds that on that extra level. Okay, so what kind of things am I going to find in the box? Okay, so um, with the Kingdom Kids, uh, we've got things like um, creating your own flower pots, um, was one of the crafts that we did in the on the display here, um, and they they create their own sort of flower pot, and that sort of teaches the the lesson as we go through um, that lesson as well. So and, and then whole, the aim whole, the, the aim is they one. put dirt in it and then they put a seed they in it and they grow it and, and they, yeah yep. so they get to learn the whole sort of lesson in that context, um, and that is just one example activity yep. too. So the box doesn't just come with one activity; you come comes with a good three or four activities. And at the end of your booklet, you've got several ideas for other activities to do in the same sort of train of thought, same sort of theme. So if you've done all the activities and you're looking for some more ideas before the next month's box, you've got some ideas there as well. Fantastic. This is an awesome idea. Um, we, we, we're kind of running out of time. But very quickly, the uh, 9 to 12 age bracket, what am I going to find in that 9 box? 9 to 12 is, in some ways, that's my favourite. <laughs> it's my, it's my favourite too. It uh, really Very hands-on. It really gets... Um, sort of into the nitty-gritty of things. So um, we had a whole kit exploring, our first one's exploring fossils. So that was the cool. display. So you make your own fossil, um, you do your own fossil. You make your own fossil. So in, yeah. in other words, you go out in the bush, you kill a critter, uh, bring it back and uh, bury it in mud. For, is that, for, the, is, is that time, the idea? For time, the, we've, safe. time constraints, we've condensed that process down a little bit. <laughs> okay, so. okay, okay. So there's no there's no hunting and killing involved no, in this no, one then? No, not this one. No, it's a good lot of fun. And you do like I think as a, I think as a probably a, a, a 9 to 12-year-old, I would have been... <laughs> Growing up in the bush, I might have been a little disappointed I didn't get to go and kill my own fossil. But um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, it's it's a lot of fun and um, very hands-on. Again, um, also in that sort of package, you get to make your own compass bracelet. So you sort of weave together a bracelet, strap a compass to your wrist, and so it's it's all about sort of teaching some of these values and lessons. But you just get into it. The so fossils is going to teach us about the flood. Yeah, correct. The compass yep. will teach us about. How to keep on track. Okay. So in a bigger context, the compass is there to say, well, how do you know what's right and what's wrong? Yeah, yeah. How do we know what's true and what's not? Stay on the straight and narrow. How do you stay? How do you get your compass lined up with north? Mm. So so that's the kind of idea. So we've got, it's, 
Yeah. That's fantastic. Love what you guys are doing. We are out of time. I do need to move on. Very quickly, um, how do we get in contact? Okay, the website is www.saltandseeds. So that's salt, S-A-L-T, N, seeds, S-E-E-D-S.com.au. Okay, so that's .com.au. That is salt and seeds. So salt the letter the the, num, the the letter N and then followed by seeds saltandseeds.com.au now at the, at the moment the um the website will just ask for an email because we're yes. on on launch at the moment um, if you just register your interest as soon as we start delivering packages you'll be the first to know okay so this is brand new it's this brand new it's doesn't brand doesn't come new. any newer than this no and from listeners to this um, this program, we'll be offering a discount as well. Okay, so mention 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 in uh, your email that you heard it first on Faith FM. Discount coming your way. Correct. Got to move on, guys. Um, we'll be back after this song, followed by the eight o'clock news, and then encounter with God. You're listening to Faith FM. Jesus is my lead on my journey. Jesus. Jesus is my lead on my journey. Jesus is my light on my journey. Jesus is my self on my journey. No one without Jesus Christ. Who will be? Who will become the king of us? Who will become the lead of us? Who will become the savior of us? No one without Jesus Christ. Who will be? Who will become the king of us? Who will become the leader of us? Who will become the savior of us? No one without Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jesus, set on the light of the world. He who follow me will never go astray. When I'm tempted by the devil, God knows that I will take it as a temptation. And try not to do it again. When anyone, when anyone is joined to Christ, He is a new creation. All is gone, a new has come. Anyone, when anyone, anyone is joined to Christ, He is a new creation. All is gone, a new has come. Anyone, when anyone, anyone is joined to Christ, He is a new creation. All is gone, the new has come. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah, Amen. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah, Amen. Praise the Lord, Praise His name, Hallelujah, Amen. the Lord, Hallelujah, Amen.
to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio. Are you looking for a way to turn your life experience into an enriching gift for helping those around you? A counselling degree at Avondale College of Higher Education could provide you a great foundation to assist others through life's difficulties. Study in a personalised environment alongside a fantastic support network and community on our Lake Macquarie campus. Apply to study counselling today at counselling.avondale.edu.au. It's higher education designed for life. Is forgiveness or the lack of forgiveness eating away at you? A relationship breakdown maybe, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au. 